0: And we've got the camera, a go go. All right, well, new stovetop installed. It says that ran, ran Qi Zhao and Zhuang la. Found the archived files for my December drummings and previous Januaries. Turns out I haven't been doing this for four years. It's the fourth year I'm doing it. In Bailama? Or third year. Anyway, I'll clear that up. Workout done, and in praise of books, by Carl Sagan, folks. It is Tuesday, December fifth, two thousand twenty-three. I'm Stephen Sursky, Canadian expat here in Beijing, China, and I've uh, been here for quite some time. As it is, uh, was uh, just sent out the uh, the recent newsletter, all and all about sort of how the how how time has marched, how time has gone on. It was titled uh, "Time to Take Stock of the Years That Have Been." Uh, meaning that over, like, it's not, December is usually the the time when people start reminiscing about, uh, you know, the year, the things that they did, they didn't do. The resolutions that they uh, had at one point that quickly fell by the wayside. Uh, but uh, this, my newsletter wasn't just about this year. It was about the last four years and how this December is basically the first normal December, the first normal holiday season we've had. In a very long time, four years since 2019, basically. Although even in 2019, you know things were starting to uh, perkle up, uh, up? Yeah, per- percolate upwards uh, that uh, things might not be going so well. And yeah, certainly three weeks later, after uh, the next month later, by the beginning of January, it was well. Did they? When did they cancel Spring Festival? They let everybody go home basically, and then it wasn't until uh, the uh, yeah, beginning of February, that they said, just stay there, don't move, there's an issue, blah, 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 and things started getting locked down. But that was literally four years ago, right? So it's a, it's been a while, uh, and all this actually kind of made me think of uh, the things like how I've sort of personally progressed over that time, and I know the pandemic wasn't uh, good to everybody, and not everyone uh, maybe had the same opportunities <clears throat> that I did but certainly some things presented myself uh, uh, that uh, I know if I didn't take advantage of them, then I wouldn't be in the position that I am in now. Uh, and uh, I wouldn't have been able to, well, I'm, I'm in better shape. Even though financially, it's not something that, uh, you know, was, was the best thing in the world to happen. And I'm sure just about everybody uh, can agree with that, except for me for the, uh, the, the, the biofarm farm and governments i mean even government's made off well pretty well uh, pretty much throughout the last four years but uh, i mean over throughout the pandemic uh, I, this newsletter i didn't go into a lot of detail the all the um the different projects i started over the time but uh, with this december drumming that i'm doing right now the the, the january that i'm gonna do in uh, the next month i also started a uh, the big podcast where i talk to other people i interview other people other expats usually <laughs> excuse me I started a small podcast, this one, which is what you're listening to right now. I started this two years ago, last year, two years ago. So there's there been a lot that has gone on. And not only that, as I talk about in the newsletter, I talk about running and being able to run and how that has helped uh, immensely to deal with uh, a lot of the uh, well, stress and anxiety and everything. Like At the beginning of the pandemic, I think that's this is sort of the, the biggest sort of change over that time is because at the beginning of the pandemic, I was about 86, 87 kilos. Couldn't run. Like a very, very painful to run. I remember one of the first times I went running, my knees were in so much pain. I was talking to a guy at work. He's like, yeah, because your hips are imbalanced. I'm like, no, they're not. Yes, they were. Uh, Still are, technically. Uh, And so that started me on this path of like, well, I have this opportunity to do something about it. Like I can start running. I can start stretching more. I can start, I guess, even eating better. Uh, drinking less although that's sort of taken a while to to implement Uh, but in all all being said I mean the last four years this year December is the first normal one the last three years I basically block a lump into one block where you're just kind of going wow did the world really shut down for how long and in Singapore Hong Kong people didn't ask about vaccinations Canada they did Canada people are you vaccinated or not? He's like, Does it doesn't matter. I live in China, and I'm, st- I'm still living. I'm going back into China, and they're not even asking for vaccinations. So, and I have heard some other. Uh, I do listen to this one podcast, No Agenda Podcast, and they've uh, been uh, sort of uh, discussing the uh, some of the evidence that's showing that maybe the vaccinations weren't exactly not just effective, but they were actually quite the opposite they were they were not doing what they intended to do but I'll leave that for you to go listen to that's the no agenda podcast uh, that you can have a listen to as well all right so December drumming continues I found the old archived files uh turns out (laughs) I didn't put it in the music projects file folder I put it under the movie projects folder why don't know anyway found them so I am putting up uh, a couple more albums onto the music.bandcamp.com website uh, that you can have a listen to. Those should be up soon I spent the uh, the day actually uh, thinking about like what did I get done it, it seemed like a lot, but now I'm thinking of it going, boy, there's still so much more I gotta do tonight before I should go to bed. Uh, and uh, namely I, I got so I got the title cards and titles uploaded. I didn't get the actual tracks uploaded because I gotta reconvert them. Uh, And then I wrote the newsletter. I finished off the newsletter again because I had to rewrite it again. I wasn't happy with the way that things were. So if you you read it and think, wow, this is a piece of shit, that was like the third or fourth time I sat down to write the newsletter. So, oh boy. And if you're an aspiring writer, that is something you're going to have to come to terms to uh, come to come to terms with simply the fact that you're going to write something and uh, sometimes lack the. The words necessary for whatever reason it is, and d- despite all the AI glory, because I'll tell you, I was looking at how to pro- properly prompt AI chat GPD, whatever, again, and if you use some of the generic or even some of the more specific prompts uh, that uh, are out there, it just spews back such generic stuff. You're kind of like, I know I've read this somewhere before, but I'm not sure well, and chances are. And the reason why is because it's just it's just taking <laughs> that information from uh, up until January two thousand twenty two, right? Uh, so all that being said, I mean, you know, ChatGPT. I've noticed the most effective way to use ChatGPT is to come up with an idea, write a few sentences, and then pop that. Say something like, uh, "Instruct ChatGPT to use something like uh, using the following text as source." Please write for me a LinkedIn post, or please write for me a series of tweets. Please expand each topic, give an example, and write it for an intermediate English language learner, right, and so something like that, So, and no hashtags or something, or add hashtags and emojis, so, and then that typically spews out something that you can sort of use a little bit more, and it's a little bit more creative, because it's not depending on what's in its database, it's depending also, it's incorporating what you've used as well, which I was kind of thinking about um, getting some of these transcripts now that I'm transcribing all of these episodes, taking these and then sort of reformulating it in a way that, uh, uh, but having, (laughs) getting ChatGPT to combine them all for me. I am not even shitting you. Basically, copy, transcript, paste into ChatGPT, ChatGPT, combine the next three, pull out all the references to this, combine all the like elements, pull out the, give me the key takeaways, which otter.ai uh, can do. Um, and using that create subheadings for each and stuff like that. I, I thought, I mean, that is just a perfect way to get everything organized and it's all my work. And apparently you can, of course you can build your own large language models and stuff like that, which I have been looking at uh, probably something I should think of actually implementing or downloading somewhere, finding the proper way of um, getting it set up on my own system. So I don't have to rely on the internet to get it done. Uh, but, uh, again, that's, uh, something, uh, going forward. I know that, uh, uh, there are people who have created their own large language models at home, uh, often using Python. Uh, so it's not impossible. It's just another one of those things where, uh, you got to get done, right? So all that being said, uh, December drumming and January's and transcriptions and everything getting posted, uh, as we speak workout done. Yes. So I did actually get my, uh, <laughs> Tuesday workout in. I did the, the mace bells and the, uh, steel clubs, but I did not really do too much of the uh, the kettlebells today, and I was sitting there actually in the afternoon going, why, why, like my arms don't feel very tired, WTF, I, usually after an arm workout, they're pretty tired, so number two things, one, there was only one workout today, number two, I realized I didn't finish off with the arm finisher that I normally do, and that's just usually a, a series of, uh, I, I, I call them, they're like bicep curls, but they're not. So I do a, a, and this is all slow. So you're talking like you're, you're counting really slow when you're doing this. A bicep curl, and then you bring the kettlebell up to your shoulder. You push, then you do a shoulder press, a slow shoulder press, and then you bring it back down. And then from once it's rocked again on your shoulder, you do a deep squat and then you lift up again. So you do it. So it's a bicep curl, shoulder press, a deep squat. And there you go. So it's a decent Arm finish. It's a full body finisher for sure, but a decent arm finisher that uh, will have your uh, your biceps pumped uh, pretty well. So, and then of course I usually do a, a little bit of a tricep workout as well, just to uh, even out the uh, the look of the arms. Get the curls for the girls and the horseshoes for the triceps. I don't know what this. If you do curls for the girls, but what, what do you do the triceps for? Just to make you look not so biceppy, maybe. Yes, so, but did get the uh, uh, the workout in, and then also at the end of the day uh, after dinner, I did a, uh, this is something I used to do back when we were traveling quite a bit, and we get to these, some of these hotels in the different cities around China uh, very late, and the gym would still be open. Some of them close at like 11 or 10.30, lame, um, but others would, start, would still be open, and what I would be able to do is grab a couple of weights, usually the five kilos or 10 pounds, uh, 12 pounds, and then instead of going for a run, I would go on the treadmill, start walking, and then I would hold the weights uh, by my side. And I'd do different positions and I would do about 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes of that sometimes. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but uh, now that I have two 5 kilo uh, steel clubs, I can use those as my weights on this treadmill. Now, this is a little bit uh, bit of a safety risk. Okay, so you do have to be careful with this one. Uh, especially if you are the only one in the room. I mean, security cameras are great, but how long is it going to take them to uh, get to you and will they know what to do, basically? Uh, So you do have to be careful uh, in terms of where you are swinging the weights because you don't want to damage the equipment. You also don't want to stumble on the treadmill uh, and then, you know, cause some harm that way or uh, whether damaging the uh, the machine or damaging yourself, hurting yourself, basically. Uh, But the idea isn't to go... Fast. It isn't meant to be like a, a really intense workout. It's meant to be slow. It's meant to be more about endurance and stamina rather than about cardio and about weightlifting. So it's not to, to build muscle and it's not to build uh, your uh, like your long distance running capabilities. It's meant to build. I, I would actually say it's more about like lung capacity and then being able to endure carrying loads for extended periods of time. So that's where your endurance comes in, a little bit of stamina as well. So try it out if you haven't done it. And yeah, if you are getting the image of like old ladies holding uh, uh, hand weights while on the treadmill, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much exactly uh, what it is. But very effective, and not all gyms will let you do that. So, but I do recommend uh, you have a look at trying it out at least. All right. Uh, I, yes. So, I did get the uh, new stovetop installed as well. The guy came in and it is nice. It's nice and shiny and black and gorgeous. And I even bought a battery for it. So, it starts on its own. Whoa, what technology this is? The guy asked me, he's like, uh, Do you have a battery? I'm like, No. <laughs> uh, I like got a, a, a size D. Right, so it's those big uh, like the biggest uh, one of the big batteries that you get you can get like the the, uh, the D batteries and he's like well how did you start this thing before I like, I just use the dahua you know a lighter and he's like okay uh, well you don't have to do that with this one you get a battery you put it in here it's Fei Chung Fng Or and I'm like of course that would be great but the old one didn't work <laughs> like as I remember I don't think the old one lit to tell you the truth I don't think I even tried uh, maybe one time, uh, I had, uh, maybe, I can't remember, no, but I, I never bothered with it, I just used the, uh, the lighter to, uh, light the stove every single time, and I'm like, well, I'll just continue to do that, and he's like, uh, you know, you, you kind of have a large beard, <laughs> maybe you don't want to be lighting this with a lighter, <laughs> uh, yeah, good, that's a very good observation, now, to be fair, I'm not actually sure if he said that, but he said something about Huzi and, uh, you know, along the lines of maybe using a lighter to light the thing. It's not Bu Anquan, so, so it's Bu Anquan, it's not not Bu Anquan, it's, it's not safe. Uh, and if you just got a a D D-sized battery, you could just use the self-ignitiation, a self-ignite feature and uh, you, you'd be proper fine. All you gotta do to install it, lift up the, the stove top, open the battery compartment, put the battery in, close the compartment, and put it down, and there you go, you're ready to go. So I tried it out, uh, reheated some leftovers from Sunday evening of all things, and uh, yeah, it's nice. And this thing, what it does, I mean, it. it so it has, I'm going to say it has four settings, because technically it does, although it has two types of low setting. So when you ignite the thing, uh, it starts, and then you it ignites and it goes from low and then it goes like super high and then it goes medium and then low again. So, if, uh, when you start the thing, it will, you can, ha- you have the choice of starting on low fir- low flame or really high flame. So all the other ones, like I guess up until like, I don't know, five years ago, uh, for some reason you could only ever have it start at full blast and then you had to turn it down. So if you had your beard right near the element, you know, you might have had an issue. But this one, I mean, it actually can start on a low flame. That's so cool. Awesome. So i uh, just playing around with that. I did try to start it with the the lighter and I couldn't get it to, to light. It just didn't stay the same way. And of course, I tried like five, six, seven times. and I'm like, this is not safe. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't need this thing exploding. I don't need to be the headline that says a uh, foreigner's body found trying to, it seems like he was trying to light his stove with, all you had to do was you put the battery in. <laughs> really don't need that to be the headline. So uh, I did finally put the battery in and yes, the self-ignition uh, uh, feature is fantastic to use. A whole lot more safer, but I mean, you just... Now, now I'm going to have even more hair on my hands because I'm not going to be singeing it off every now and then. All right. In praise of books, Carl Sagan. So this one actually is a neat little um, a drawing. It was by Chris Riddell. Uh, I found this on LinkedIn that uh, apparently Carl Sagan had written this. I guess it's a poem of sorts about how you know, just books in general are a good feature of humanity. They're a good uh, development um, invention of humanity. Uh, and it's, these are, and I, I wonder, because uh, across again he didn't die until what, 2006, I think. He didn't pass away until then. So he knew like eBooks were on the horizon and I'm sure his, his, uh, the sentiment stays. It's not so much about the physical book, but uh, it is about the, uh, the idea that the written word can be passed down from generation to generation Uh, century to century, millennia to millennia. And well, I mean, we've only had a couple of millennia of written uh, written books, right? I mean, it's only been the last hundred years that we've seen such a proliferation of it. So think of that. I mean, if you're thinking of publishing a book, if you're writing a book or writing an article, if you're uh, a creative sort that you think that you have something to say, like now is the easiest time to be doing it. Even 10 years ago, it was still kind of difficult with blogging and anything about podcasting and vlogging, and things like that, I think this is going to be the golden age of easy publication, and maybe easy publication, there are some people who are sort of thinking that maybe in a couple of years, five, ten years, they're going to have heavier restrictions on all this stuff, that like the platforms won't be free, uh, or there'll be geo geo-locked and stuff like that, so it won't be as open as it is right now kind of doubt that, to tell you the truth, uh, given that, uh, I mean, DVD regions didn't really work out very well. Uh, well, they did for a little while, then they stopped. And then, like, FM radio and AM radio, they're all broadcasting on the Internet. Uh, I don't see it being sort of closed off. But certainly, you if you have something to publish over the next 10 years, you're going to see sort of the people who um, not so much do it well but who just keep on doing it. Like I've been blogging, I've been writing for years. This newsletter that I write uh, is the second iteration, basically a third iteration of my blog. My first blog was on WordPress many years ago. Then I moved over to my own site. And since I've been having trouble with that site, I just moved over to Substack to deal with uh, subscriptions and stuff like that. But even then, I don't trust Substack. I mean, that's a uh, a third party. Um, I don't own that. I don't own the, the platform. Uh, And if they wanted, they could shut down my website anytime they want. So because it's not like I I paid them for it. So this is uh, an issue to uh, keep in mind. So again, with podcasts, and I see that Spotify had just laid laid off 1,700 people of its uh, or 17% of its workforce in an effort to bolster profits. And uh, I I can't help but go, that means they're probably going to jack up the amount or length of advertisements that are streamed. And they might even curtail or throttle. Bandwidth usage, to uh, if so if you if your podcast Hello Mine doesn't re- reach a certain threshold, then they might very well uh, say, well, we're not going to prioritize your stream. We'll put you over here, so uh, you can keep on doing your pet project. That's nice, awesome, thanks, podcasters, yay! But uh, you know you're not getting the same premium quality that uh, you know, Joe Rogan will get, of course, because he pulls in the big lessons anyway, right? Carl Sagan, in praise of books, here we go. This is what he says. What an astonishing thing a book is. It's a flat object made from a tree with flexible parts on which are imprinted lots of funny dark squiggles. But one glance at it and you're inside the mind of another person. Maybe someone dead for thousands of years. Across the millennia, an author is speaking clearly and silently inside your head directly to you. Writing is perhaps the greatest of human inventions, binding together people who never knew each other, citizens of distant epochs. Books break the shackles of time. By Carl Sagan. I'll leave it there, folks. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stephenserski.com. Bandcamp again, skurskymusic.bandcamp.com. Have a good one. We'll do this again. Bye-bye.